0: For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm once again on the phone with Miss Kate Hewlett, who has just gotten out of a blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Kate? Oh,
1: hey. <laughs>
0: Good deal. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really snowing here. I don't know what is happening.
0: Well, is that not normal for Toronto?
1: It is, yeah. It's just, it always surprises me, because Toronto is one of those places where it's like boiling hot one day, yeah. and then all of a sudden,
0: winter. Yeah, just a
1: Christmas wonderland.
0: Sudden climate changes. Well, that's kind of cool. You know, you get a little bit of variety, but it's got to be frustrating on the wardrobe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and the mascara.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't really think about that, but yes, I can can understand it. Beyond your brother, uh, who would you really like to share more scenes with uh, in future episodes of Atlantis on the show? I would
1: love to work with um, with Carter again mm. I, I mean I love working with Amanda but also she has the same she has a similar rhythm I think with, that uh, that David and I have yes um, and it's really fun like the banter is really fun with her and the, that quick that rapid fire dialogue I really enjoy that yes and I think she's also a really great actress um, I'd love to work more with her I would love to work with Shepard Somewhere, I think that's a really interesting character. Yeah, Joe. He's got this great, dry sense of humor, and and yeah, with Joe, I would like to work with Joe. I mean, really, I only had one one brief scene with Joe in the second episode, right? Um, and it was it was fun. I, I really like him a lot. He's a great guy, and uh, yeah, very. It's a very interesting character too. So um, I would say that, and I mean, also I think. Kayla is a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. I I've really never worked with Rachel except those lunchroom scenes. Mm hmm. Right. The, uh, in, the, in season three.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and she is a uh, wonderful, again, wonderful actress. She's really very talented. I'd, li- I'd like to write something for her, actually.
0: Multi talented. She can sing and dance and just do everything.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, she's very talented and she's the sweetest woman she mm-hmm.
2: really
1: is. Mm hmm. Um. I'm not giving you a very good answer, am I? I'm saying everybody. No, it's
2: fine. (laughs) Because I also
1: really like Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's a great group of people, and I feel like I've only worked with, I've really only worked with David and Amanda. um, As far as, because in in my second episode, it was mostly with with Henry Wallace.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah, what a great actor that is, Stephen Culp.
1: Don't even get me started. (laughs) He's amazing. He's amazing. I, I was uh, He was just incredible to work with and uh, a lovely person. I'm actually still in contact with him. Really? It's nice when that happens, you know, when you work with someone and you're really quick and uh, and I'm, I'm determined to write a part for him because I think he's the most interesting man. He's, he's such a good actor and he has so much going on in his face, you know, that he does... Yes. He, can, he can do so little and there's so much going on in his eyes and I find that really fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. And he also is a... A really hard worker his script was just like there were so many notes in his script for every single scene he did he did the kind of work that people often do in theater he Mm -hmm. does that on his film on his TV and film scripts as well Mm -hmm.
0: yeah he really wants to get it right
1: and he also gets the giggles (laughs) oh no which I appreciated (laughs) 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 yeah it's terrible actually we had a terrible problem with that
0: How would you uh, rate Miller's Crossing against McKay and Mrs. Miller? Which was the the most enjoyable film, and which do you prefer to watch?
1: That's a tough question. I I think they're extremely different. I thought the first one was more of an establishing episode for the relationship between the two characters. Yeah. And there was a a lot more humor in the first one. Whereas in, in McKay and Mrs. Miller, there was a lot more action, which I think the fans probably appreciate. There was a little bit of banter, but it wasn't it didn't dominate the episode. Um, so I I don't know for me personally. Gosh.
0: Both of them Martin Garrow wrote.
1: Yeah, he's such a good writer. Uh-huh. I think mean, they're both great. I thought I think maybe I preferred McKay and Mrs. Miller.
2: Mhm. Mhm.
1: No, that's no. I don't know. I actually don't know. I think that there is a uh, I like the darkness of Miller's Crossing a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, and I felt more comfortable as well um, on set. I felt more comfortable, so I felt like like sometimes watching McKay and Mrs. Miller, I'm more critical.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Miller's Crossing, well, I've only seen Miller's Crossing once, so oh, <laughs> maybe I'll like, get more okay. critical.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, but, you, you've established that character, and you know who she is more than you did a year ago, you know? I
1: think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think that hopefully if I get to go back, I think she'll just continue to grow, because she's not she's not just McKay's sister. You know, that's right. not enough to build a character. Right. But I think that McKay misses what Miller was establishing, this is McKay's sister, and, and going back to Letters, Pegasus, and all that kind of stuff. You know, referring back to other episodes, and there was a lot of anticipation about about Jeannie. And I think this epi- this newer episode is nice because it's sort of seeing how she fits in now.
0: Right, exactly. Right, and it shows that that that, that relationship has grown. You know, that they're they they did not just he didn't just forget everything that that she that she tried to get across to him.
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lot of the fans, like, I sometimes go online and I read what people say about the episodes and all that, because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, <laughs> but um, it's, I think a lot of the fans have trouble with how mean Jeannie is to her brother, uh-huh. and I think, to me, I mean, you should hear David and I talk, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're we're brutal, we're brutal to each other. But we love each other a lot, and I think that's, that is how siblings interact sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that the banter is how you cover up the, the true feelings,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: you, you, know, you can't be like, you know, I love you, man, all the time. <laughs> no one functions like that. <laughs> so I, I, like, I like it when they go at each other a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that it shows that there's something else going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm frustrated with this right now, but in the end, I do love you, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> if
1: yeah. <we> <laughs> yeah. If we can survive. Yeah, if we can survive. And the nanites don't mean that i die.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Rodney, who doesn't have children, was far more interested in escaping while Jean was genuinely concerned for the young woman's health. Now, given the situation, which side, which side could you relate to more?
1: I mean, who knows what I would do in the actual situation? I'd probably be out of there so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but in in um, you know, I, in my ideal world, if I was the person that I hope I am, um, I would I would have stayed. I think I, I think that um, I understand that. I, I, I felt a lot of sympathy for for Henry Wallace and. Again, maybe that's because Stephen Culp has those those like sad blue eyes. But <laughs> I think there's a there's a lot of um, there was a lot of pain in that character. I think yeah. He didn't seem like a bad guy. He seemed like a good guy who was trying to. He was going about things the wrong way.
0: Yeah. Well, he lost his wife, and now he's losing his child, yeah. and at his wits' yeah. end. Yeah. So. The resolution to that episode was a. Uh, a stirring one for many Atlantis fans. Shepard guilts Wallace into sacrificing himself to a wraith by using pictures of Gene's family. Many fans have different opinions towards this. What's yours?
1: I thought it was great. It was dark and surprising.
0: Yeah, it's very different.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think he wasn't necessarily guilting him into it. I think, you know, my take on it is that Henry Wallace wouldn't have lived very long. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I think he was completely broken and he lost everything that was important to him. Yeah. And I think there was a connection between Jeannie and Wallace. I think there was a definite connection there. And the only thing he could do to make his life worth something was to give something back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I thought that it was actually very clever. And I, I mean, Shepard barely even had to mention it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and he agreed. Right. You know, but I really liked that. I thought that was nice. And I like those darker moments.
0: I it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell us about uh, your return in *The Last Man*? Now we know Shepard returns uh, to Atlantis to find the city deserted in the middle of a desert. But uh, as far as Jean's character is concerned, what can you tell us?
1: Oh, it's it's sort of a blink and you'll miss me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very. It's just a little uh, a mon- There's a little montage, and I'm I'm in it. So that's um, that's basically it. Okay. But it's a good episode. Okay. Very exciting episode, and David's got lots to do, and he's really good.
0: Okay, cool. Um, will this 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 montage? Does it connect into season five? Will you be? Is there a chance that you'll be in the premiere? Um, I I
1: I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I I don't think so. It's more about. Oh, well, it depends, actually.
0: Okay. I don't know. Okay. I so. Let's
1: plant that seed. <laughs> okay.
0: There's a, there's a chance. I mean, I don't know what you're seeing in, in this episode involves. I mean, if it's just like a flashback or whatever, but if, if it yeah, has it's something to...
1: flashback, Okay.
0: But, uh... Oh, but that
1: could... it could relate to other episodes. Okay. Good. Being mysterious. Am yeah. I being mysterious No, <laughs> yeah, uh, you
0: got it. You got it down, girl.
1: But, <laughs> I did an interview last week, and I... Oh, no, not last week. About, I guess, three weeks ago, I did an interview, and... It was before the episode aired.
0: <laughs> so, oh, Miller's Crossing. Every
1: question, every question she asked me, I was like, "Well, then there, uh, something happens, <laughs> and then someone reacts." It was so—it was the worst interview because I thought I couldn't say anything. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. at the
1: end of the interview, she said, "Oh no, this will come out after the episode airs."
0: <laughs> oh.
1: So I just came across like the most boring
0: person. <laughs> 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 Terrible. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you don't want to get you don't you want to come back, you know, so
1: Yeah. 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 I uh. certainly do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Uh it's been a year since we last spoke with you. Is there anything new going on? I mean you told me before we got started a couple of things happening.
1: Yeah, I um I've been moving a lot, for some reason part of my life. I, I move all the time. But um I was in Vancouver for five months and then I was in New York for five weeks. And I just got back to Toronto about ten days ago, I think, or two weeks ago. Wow. So of moving around been
0: exciting. Now do you have homes in all of those places or are you just moving from place to place and then and then after that just not going back?
1: I, I have homes in none of those places actually. <laughs> I'm like I'm eternally homeless. I don't know why I do that, but I was I was actually renting a place in Vancouver um, from my dad, which was oh okay very beautiful rent. Ah, <laughs> oh,
0: good. Um,
1: yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful house in Kitsilano, and then in um, in New York, I was there doing a show, so I was there for five weeks, and I moved. Pretty much every few days. I was staying somewhere different because I, I was staying with friends and okay. um or in hotels or in short sublets and that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Were you in New York? Um. Uh. Was that did that have something to do with your play?
1: Yes. Uh, Humans Anonymous. Yes. That I That I wrote um, for the Fringe Festival a couple of years ago, or I guess a year and a half ago. A woman from New York came to see it and. She really liked it, and she was interested in producing it there. Wow. Company, yeah, the Bridge Theater Company. They're amazing.
0: Well, good. De- yes, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. A lot yeah, of the Stargate people speak very highly of them.
1: They're really, really good, and their mandate is to do Canadian plays in New York.
0: Ah, okay. A little or diversity looking,
1: there. I guess in the, two, the two cultures together, like to do either to do, um, well, yeah, they do both American and Canadian work, but there's always some element of both. Okay. Oh, so it's great. Okay. Um, yeah, and she saw it and she liked it. And uh, so she took it there. We did a reading of it last year. Oh. And that went over well. And then they they talked to me about the possibility of expanding it into a 90-minute play. So I worked on that while I was in Vancouver. And I, uh, I now have a two-act version of it, and that's what we did there. Originally, it was 55 minutes because it was for the Fringe. So okay. All the plays in the Fringe are under an hour. okay. Unless you get a 90-minute slot, but I didn't. Um, so yeah, it was 55 minutes. and To me, it felt like it was finished. I felt like there was no way of making it longer. And I actually sent an email, it was very funny, I sent an email to the company saying, there's just no way, I was I was freaking out, I was trying to write, and the, I couldn't come up with anything. I'm like, there's no way, it's impossible, I can't do it, I can't write anything else. I I just, I have to write a companion play instead. Yeah. Email, And then <laughs> a day later, I actually sat down and started writing, and then I was just writing and writing and writing and writing, and I had all these ideas for how to expand it. And oh, so it And the next thing they got me was like, okay, so we've got 45 new pages. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's got to be hard, you know. I mean, if you've got a manuscript that's done and adding just, like, another, what, 35 more minutes to it or more, that's got to be painful.
1: It's, it's really interesting. It's a very interesting project because... You know, it it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and I couldn't just sort of add time to the end of it. I had to find places where it needed to be filled out, and uh, and I gave myself a monologue. <laughs>
0: oh, good. Oh, so you're in it.
1: <laughs> it. Sounds like a cliche, but oh yeah, I was always in it. Oh yeah. okay. I, ha- I have the smallest. Well, I have the one of the smallest parts. It's just a fun, a fun little character that comes in, and uh, in the original, it was just basically all joke, 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 joke. joke you know. And then in the, um, in the new one, I, I, I had to give her some kind of real story, you know, real backstory and mm-hmm. all of that. So so she has her own little uh, monologue about her mother passing away. and
2: uh, okay. Um, it,
1: it went over, I think it went over really well. And, and I, now, I now I would only produce the longer version, you know, and, and probably not do the shorter version anymore.
0: Uh, yeah, because you've, you've really allowed that to augment the play and, you know, make it more of a drama.
1: Yeah, it's very different. I mean, it's still it's still very much a comedy, but it's got it's got a lot more heaviness to it now. Right. And I like that.
0: All right, good. Uh, have you been uh, pleased with the reception of A Dog's Breakfast? It's been just doing so well.
1: Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? I know yeah. his first movie. Yes,
0: <laughs> I know. Oh,
1: I- I'm very happy with. I was really happy about Warner Brothers, and we get to have the lion at the beginning of the movie now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> And yeah, the the um, the DVD release and everything. I sometimes go
0: into I go into Best Buy and I, I put it to the front of the pile. <laughs> yes, yes, I uh, I did the same thing. Except I'm not on the cover, but uh, I had to go to Best Buy to get it. And I was like, I can't believe this. This is on DVD. I'm like, why is
1: it hidden behind all these blockbusters? Oh. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> David's movie.
0: Oh, you mean on the rack, not in your cart.
1: Uh, no, on the rack. I did that in New York. I mean, it's shameless. I know, and I don't know why I'm telling you. Uh, I'm like I, I moved it forward because uh, <laughs> you know, they only have two copies of it.
0: Oh, well, that was good. They got rid of the others, probably.
1: Maybe, maybe, or they only ordered two. I'm not sure.
0: Oh, I bet they ordered more. There was a bunch at my Best Buy, and my Best Buy is a big it, one. Oh, good. So, yeah, and uh, it's
1: was pretty exciting. It's such a good movie. You know, it's so funny, and I, I'm. I'm so I was so impressed with his direction and with the writing and everything.
0: It's just a clever picture. There are things that I th- I think that my favorite moment is is when you start sawing and David standing outside and the light flickers. I just yeah. die every time I see that. So th- the whole film is just is just great. What are some of your favorite scenes from the film from a from a viewer's perspective?
1: I really enjoy. I mean, I'm biased because I. I don't particularly like watching myself, and I know people say that all the time, but it really is—it's difficult to watch myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, a lot of my favorite moments are with uh, with David, like when David um, when David goes into the backyard, and it's a, it's a really it's a really long shot. And he's, so he's walking away, walking away, walking away, and then he trips. Yes. Out and lands on his back, and then he gets up again. It's just, a lot of the slapstick stuff that he did just killed me.
0: Yes, that was, that was great. Uh, was, was that really him, or was that, like, ba- James Bamford or someone?
1: Oh, no, it was really him. He, I'm surprised he didn't break every bone in his body during he that. did that? killing himself in front of, I mean, he literally sat under a car. And, and, uh, and he was, oh, yeah, he did all the stunts himself without, without, um, I mean, he was he was manic, you know, he was so busy and and doing all, you know, wearing three hats and all of that. So he just went for it with all the stunts. He just really went for it.
0: Wow. And,
1: yeah. That's,
0: that's pretty incredible.
1: <laughs> Is um, that I why talking? I like it? Because he actually hurt
0: himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was effective, let me tell you. Oh uh, geez! What else have you and David worked in together besides a dog's breakfast? Is there anything? Because that's—it's uh, it's hard to find. It's hard to dig up stuff like that.
1: Um. Well, he did. He did actually. I don't know if I told you this last time, but he did actually hire me once to write music for him. Really? And uh, and and he fired me.
0: Ah. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
1: the first time I got fired.
0: <laughs> well, what was the project?
1: I don't remember what it was for. I think it was for a website. It was when he wasn't he wasn't an actor at that point. He took about, I think he took a few years off. Just one time in his career, he took some time off from acting. And he was doing computers and uh, web, web design and all that kind of stuff. And I was—I came on board to write music for him, but I, I didn't really um, show up.
0: Uh. <laughs> 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 well, it's family. You can torture him. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: as far as acting goes, I think we've only done... A Dog's Breakfast was the first time we ever worked together. Okay. And I think because David really, you know, David's career has been going since he was really young. And I got into acting, I mean, I got into acting early on, but, but professionally, probably not until after university, I would say. Mm hmm. And maybe even not until after theater school. hmm. Because that's when I actually started getting auditions. So. You know, we had very different paths, and I think he really wanted me to make it on my own, which I right. really appreciate. I yeah. I wouldn't want my first job to come from my brother, you know? Like, I I was I was making it on my own, and I was doing... I did 11 cameras, and I did a bunch of different work, and then I think at that point, it was like, okay, we're both actually in this business now. Yeah. And both, we're both working. I mean, I was working less, but <laughs> we were both working. And he... And so he wrote the part for me, and it was. Uh, I'm still so grateful for that. It's, it was such a great role, and I learned so much from being an actual lead on something. Yes. As opposed to just doing a few days, or and 11 cameras was different because I did 19 episodes, but it was all direct address to the camera. So it's a very different style of acting and a very yeah set of skills and all that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I can understand that.
1: Yeah. So so, dog's breakfast was the first time, and it was. Uh, it was such a good experience. I definitely want to work with him again in lots of different ways. Like, I I, um, I would love for him to act in something that I've written, mm-hmm. and I would, even more so, I think, I'd love for him to direct the first film that I do, the first film that I write.
2: Oh,
0: wow.
1: Um, yeah, because I think he's a really great director.
0: Yeah, he does And he has it. a good sense
1: of comedy, and a lot of people don't have that, good sense <laughs> of timing and all of those.
0: Right. Well, anyone who meets him, you know, I mean, you, you go away with your stomach sick because he you just laugh so and much.
2: You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and you, you don't you don't necessarily expect that from from seeing Rodney on on television, and the fact that he that he carries so much of McKay in himself, you know, sarcastically, um yeah. is a real surprise. It's you know, it's funny
1: because every time he does something. Every time he has a, a large role in something, people say, well, that's that's just you. Like, people say that to him. Oh, that's just you. That's how you are in real life, you know? Like, with traitors, everyone's like, oh, he's so funny, but that's, that's all he can play. And the and thing is, he's such a good actor that every single part he plays is so full
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so realistic that people think it's just like him, you know? And it's, it's true. When you meet him... He's he's not he's not very much like Rodney. I mean, there are definitely elements that are the irritating, parts. Um, but but uh, he's he's uh, he's very very funny and he's very kind and very mm-hmm. uh, very generous. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree. You do a tremendous amount of theater work. Do you prefer it over television?
1: Um, I would have said yes about three years ago, but now really? I would say I, I actually. Prefer film and television. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm more comfortable. I'm. I'm. I don't know when that happened, but at some point, I became more comfortable on a film set than on a stage. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I love stage, and it's, it's different. And I mean, the stage work that I that I do now is mostly collective or or things that I've written and some a different kind of creativity. I mean, I'm working on a play right now with with uh, Unspun Theatre, which is an amazing company. Um, and we five of us wrote it together. Uh-huh. And it's a very very theatrical piece and and I play I think five different characters. Holy in cow. One hour. And I mean that kind of thing you can't really do in film. Right. So I'm, I I never I don't think I'll ever stop doing theater, but as far as just straight theater goes, I I would rather do a movie than a play. Oh cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: I shot, a, I shot a film before I left school, and I've, I've worked with actors who were, who were... All they did was theater. And then when you switched over to film, it didn't, they didn't look right, they didn't sound right, because they're so used to over-exaggerating everything and projecting for an audience that's, that's far away. You know, it's a very yeah. different skill set.
1: It does take a while to adjust.
0: Yeah. So the, the most recent play you've been working on is Humans Anonymous. Uh, what, what else do you have planned? Or is that it for now? Well,
1: at the moment, I'm doing this collective. Uh, and it's called Don't Wake Me and it's at the Next Stage Theatre Festival in Toronto. Um, it's the one I was saying I, I co-wrote with four other writers. Okay. And it's about a, a man who gets in a fight and loses his eyes and uh, like he gets blinded with a with a bottle. Okay. And he he um, sort of descends into the world of his dream because he can see there. Yeah. He's blind in real life, but he can see in his dreams. And his dreams, uh, they all take place in sort of a film noir type of world. Uh, yeah, type of world. And it's um, the language is great. It's like very uh, old-fashioned noir language. Okay. Um, and, yeah, and that's happening in January.
0: Oh, good. You guys so kick these good things good. out, man.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you work pretty hard.
0: Good deal. And actually...
1: Brendan, Brendan Gall,
0: uh-huh.
1: who who plays Caleb, uh, is one of the co-writers.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, we, we've worked together for a few years, Brendan and I, and uh, he is going to take over the world. That's my theory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he is
1: one of the best new writers in Canada. Him and a woman named Hannah Moscovich are two of my favorite writers. They're just these up-and-coming writers in Toronto. Wow.
2: Wow. Um,
1: but he is also a, an amazing actor and a fantastic director, and I just can't wait to see where he goes. So good I'm glad. Deal. I'm glad that he's on Atlantis as well because he um he's now you know moving into TV and film. Oh,
0: website. good.
1: But,
0: and every time he appears there, he's he's tied at the hip with you. So you know you get to see uh, him, get to work yeah, with him. Yeah, it's
1: great working with him because we actually don't act together very often. We always do. Like he's directed me a couple of times. And we've written together a few times, but, but I've, I haven't acted with him other than uh, some some improv that we've done and also Atlantis. Right.
2: right. I was
1: glad to see that in this episode he had a bigger part because uh, that was a nice scene, I thought, with him and David. Good. You know, the scene where he was saying, you know, just bring her back, just bring Jeannie back. Yeah,
0: exactly. I wasn't expecting I a scene like that.
1: So. No. Oh, again, there was a darkness to it, you know, because there was a bit of a conflict. Like, he blamed McKay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, at least David, I mean, at least Roddy knew his name now, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's that's progress. That's <laughs> good deal. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, uh, are you scheduled to appear at any upcoming conventions?
1: I actually, um, I haven't figured this out yet, but I was supposed to go to England for Pegasus 3. Okay. Then I just got a lead in a movie. So I'm trying to figure out if I can make the two schedules, if I can make my schedule work with the two projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I may not be able to. I'm really, really hoping. I'm really hoping I'll be at Pegasus three because I had a great time there last year, and uh, I'd love to go back. But yeah. I'd to look at the scheduling.
2: They say and then conventions. And after that, I don't know.
1: I, I don't have any other conventions planned, but I would... I, I really um, I enjoyed... I did one in New Jersey, and I really enjoyed it, um, and I'd like to do more. Wormhole disengaged.